Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, with you as always. And in today's show, it's time to recap the free agent frenzy that took place this offseason from news to trades to signings, all of that and more, and all the speculation that's going on. I'll talk about all of it that's happened over the last week because, as I mentioned on last week's episode, NFL free agency would open soon. From when that was recorded, it is now open. It has been insane. So thank you all for tuning in. I apologize for the late release of this episode. I've had a lot of stuff to do this week and not really had time to even record a podcast, let alone like edit and publish it. I'm doing that right now, of course, and this one, of course, dropping on on Thursday. So I apologize for it being out so late, but... We got a great show for you nonetheless. And of course, I'll have another show coming out on Monday as well. So a short turnaround between these two shows. But it's time for Free Agent Frenzy. I'll be running down all the moves, my thoughts on them for fantasy and all of that. So be sure you follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second and goal fantasy gmail.com is where you can send your fantasy questions. Let's look at free agents since we last discussed. Let's start with the AFC East and let's start. We're going to go team by team. We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills. In the AFC East, the Bills, they signed Damian Harris to a one-year deal. Of course, Devin Singletary now gone from the Bills, as I'll talk about, of course, later. But Harris replaced him, and so it looks like we might see a bit of a split backfield between Damian Harris and James Cook. Now, of course, Harris was in this situation last year, similarly with Ramondre Stevenson as the new guy coming in, the guy everybody wanted to be fantasy, more fantasy relevant. I still think him and James Cook will be splitting carries. Harris will probably hold out for now in the beginning of the season, but I still think James Cook's worth a draft slot because I think late he could late in this season, much like Ramondre did last season, break out in a big way and take over this backfield if he does turn out to be all that. They did spend a second round pick on him. He could be a good RB. For the Dolphins, they re-sign most of their guys. Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Braxton Berrios will be a good piece for them as well. Probably a streaming option from week to week in fantasy, but they already have a lot of options there at wide receiver. The Patriots had an interesting offseason getting some weapons for Mac Jones. James Robinson signed a two-year deal worth up to $8 million. I don't like this for Ramondre Stevenson, but at the same time, I still think he's going to be the lead back in this backfield. James Robinson's still talented, but of course, he did get beat out for tra- by Travis Etienne and eventually traded to the Jets and then brought over to the Patriots. I think it's going to be Stevenson first and Robinson maybe taking part of that Damian Harris role from last year, but not a huge role. It's still Ramondre Stevenson likely to be the bell cow here. Juju Smith-Schuster, three-year, $25.5 million deal worth up to $33 million with incentives signed with the Patriots. Of course, this Patriots wide receiver room gets more and more crowded, and I don't see Juju as a top option. I've said this for years. He's never going to be a top option on a team. Uh, But right now, I mean, he kind of sits top on the depth chart. There's not a lot of other guys for the Patriots to look to, so I don't love him as anything more than a wide receiver three right now, although we'll see if that changes. The Patriots, I just don't think, pass the ball enough, and Juju's not effective enough to fill that role as a consistent starting wide receiver for your fantasy leagues. Tight end, they did sign Mike Kosicki. One-year deal. He'll head there. They traded away Johnny Smith. Hunter Henry still there. So, I mean, it's like kind of eh. I guess Mike Kosicki could fill a back-end tight end one role. He's kind of a risky pick, like a lot of the tight ends in his range end up being. But he'll have some production, I think. The Jets, they actually recently did this signing. Nicole Hardman agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth up to $6.5 million. Don't think this means a ton because we still have Corey Davis there and we still have Garrett Wilson there. No more Elijah Moore, though. We'll talk about that in a bit. That trade that occurred just yesterday, I mean, as of when this podcast is releasing on Thursday. And so, yeah, I mean, Nicole Hardman will probably not 
and do a ton. I think Alan Lazard, though, four-year, $44 million contract is a guy that could do a lot, especially since the latest news with Aaron Rodgers came out saying that he intends to play with the Jets. So I think Lazard would step into the wide receiver two role behind Garrett Wilson and above Corey Davis. And if Rodgers came over there, he would have some production. Obviously, Lazard has proven he's not like a superstar in this league. Garrett Wilson's still the best receiver on the Jets, and he still has sky high expectations. But that's obviously a signing to try to woo Aaron Rodgers over to the team. AFC North, the Ravens haven't done anything since we last discussed. The Bengals did bolster their offensive line by signing Orlando Brown. That'll help Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon most likely. So I'm excited to see this uh, Bengals team with a new offensive lineman who, in Orlando Brown, was one of the best tackles in the game. Obviously, Joe Mixon was floated as a cut candidate. He didn't end up getting cut, so I, I don't think he will. I think he'll continue to have an effective season there. The Browns, they acquired Elijah Moore from the Jets in exchange for a 2023 second-round pick. They also got a 2023 third-round pick in the swap. I think this is a good deal for the Browns, and it slots Moore is probably the wide receiver, two behind uh, Amari Cooper. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Peoples-Jones still is there, and that's going to be something to watch out for. But and honestly, maybe Peoples-Jones and Moore will be competing for that wide receiver, two spot. But I think Elijah Moore is really an underrated receiver who didn't get a full opportunity for consistent targets with the Jets. I think the Browns will help revive him. Deshaun Watson, he's very similar in type to Amari Cooper. And I think that Deshaun Watson will like to have yet another guy like that on the team. He might be a little inconsistent because of Peoples Jones, who isn't just going away, but I think he ends up being the wide receiver too. The Steelers didn't do much on offense, signed him offensive lineman. That's good. The Texans did some stuff. That was kind of cool. Devin Singletary signed with them. One year deal worth up to $3.75 million. He'll compete with Damian Pierce for some work. Pierce is still the top dog there. Robert Woods signed. Brandon Cooks, by the way, is gone, which we'll talk about in a bit later. But Robert Woods signed with the Texans. I think he ends up maybe being their new wide receiver one there without Brandon Cooks. I mean, this signing really takes on new heights now that the Cooks trade happened as Cooks was traded for the fourth time in his career. Woods could have a Brandon Cooks-esque season next year, and maybe if the Texans get that quarterback of the future, which it seems like they will in the draft, Robert Woods could be a wide receiver too for fantasy. That's going to be interesting to watch out for. And then Dalton Schultz. I will also like Dalton Schultz a lot, I think, if they bring in a new QB. The Texans, of course, have you know, struggled to get good tight ends or good at any position, but they had a good off season. They signed Laramie Tunsil as well. Shaq Mason, Selgin, Sheldon Rankins, Denzel Perryman, which just came out and Jimmy Ward as well. They signed a lot of guys. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe people are overlooking this, but I mean, the Texans, they had a lot of cap space. They went out and got their, their, their guys, excuse me. They could be in win now mode sooner than we think, especially with a potential quarterback coming to town. The Colts, they signed Isaiah McKenzie and re-signed Ashton Doolin. They actually paid him a lot, like two years, $9.5 million. I was a little surprised by that. But Isaiah McKenzie could play a role for them. And Gardner Minshew, nice backup there. The Jacksonville Jaguars signed Dearness Johnson. Not much to talk about there. Titans, not much either. In the AFC West, not much for the Broncos. They did sign Samaje Pirine, which is kind of interesting. I mean, they already have Javante Williams. Maybe we'll see Pirine get some work. The Chiefs, they signed Jawan Taylor to replace Orlando Brown. That's a good signing to help their offensive line stay as it was. The Raiders had an interesting offseason. They got Jimmy G, signed him to three years, $72.75 million. He got $24 million a year. I don't think we talked about this on the last episode, so I'll talk about it now. It's kind of a slight downgrade from Derek Carr, in my opinion. I don't love – I mean, I think Devontae Adams still ends up being a wide receiver one there, but I don't love the Jimmy G connection to everybody else. Like, he'll keep those guys afloat, keep the Raiders afloat, but it's not really a good signing for the Raiders or for fantasy, an upgrade from Derek Carr, in my opinion. 
Josh Jacobs tagged non-exclusive, which we talked about last episode. Jacoby Myers did sign a three-year, $33 million deal to probably be the wide receiver too there. I mean, you still have Hunter Renfro there though. And Darren Waller, however, you no longer have, which we'll talk about later. I keep forgetting. Like I keep wanting to analyze these fantasy teams with how they were last year. But then I'm like, oh, wait a second. Maybe he will have a little bit more role than we expected. Maybe coming into this offense, Jacoby Myers will take over some of that target share that Darren Waller left behind when he left. So we'll see some decent value for him, but he's probably not a starter for fantasy. Cam Sims is actually an interesting signing for the Raiders. He's six foot five, a good receiver. I don't think he's going to do much, but that's a deep sleeper for you to keep an eye on. For the Chargers, not much. Let's go to the NFC. The Cowboys retained Tony Pollard. They got Brandon Cooks in exchange for a fifth rounder in this year's draft and a sixth rounder next year. Interesting signing. He'll probably be the wide receiver too behind CD Lamb. Like this for Dak Prescott a lot. That I can tell you. I'm really excited to see how Dak throws to these two stud receivers. I think Brandon Cooks is really still a good receiver who's just been in a bad situation for a while. So we kind of forgot about him. I'll bet Brandon Cooks has another wide receiver two flex type of season for the Cowboys. I think he's going to continue to be really good. They also got Stephon Gilmore. That's not relevant to fantasy, but that was something interesting to mention. The Giants re-signed basically everybody. They also picked up Paris Campbell, who might play a role. And then they got Darren Waller. This hurts Daniel Bellinger, obviously. We know that right out of the gate. But I think this offense, being one that likes to utilize tight ends, will help with the revival of Darren Waller, probably putting him in that tight end one range, top 10 range. Very excited to see Darren Waller. And they traded a third-round pick for him. They're clearly invested. I think he'll probably even end up cracking that top eight pretty easily as he's one of the more talented tight ends in the league now coming into a season fully healthy. For the Eagles coming off that Super Bowl loss, didn't do a ton. They signed Marcus Mariota to replace Gardner Minshew. They also did get Rashad Penny. So that's an interesting one because they didn't pay him very much at all. But Penny, when he's been on the field, has been one of the most efficient running backs out there. And now that the Eagles have lost Miles Sanders, he could step into a role. Do we think that, I mean, the Eagles easily could still end up drafting an RB, signing somebody else. But right now it it appears Miles Sanders, as he's gone to the Panthers, has made Rashad Penny the top dog in the backfield for now. So keep an eye on that situation because heading into the summer, if nobody else is there, the Eagles could be rolling with Rashad Penny as their top dog. And he is talented enough to put up a good RB2 season or maybe even better heading into next year. That's, I mean, when he's on the field, that's how good he can be. For the Commanders, they buffed up their offensive line, signed to Jacoby Brissett to back up Sam Howell. That does give them some stability at wide receiver in case Howell goes down with an injury or gets benched or something along those lines. The NFC North, the Chicago Bears, we talked about this last time, but they did trade for DJ Moore, excited to get Justin Fields, finally QB, uh, or I mean, <laughs> wide receiver, excuse me, and excited to get DJ Moore, finally a QB. Robert Tunyon did sign with the Bears as well. I doubt he's going to do much. I think his career's fading a little bit, but he'll probably get some touchdowns here and there. For the Lions, they did sign David Montgomery, so... Um, rip DeAndre Swift's fantasy value because David Montgomery's a pretty good running back as well. Um, Swift is still going to be efficient, but it seems like this team has lost a lot of confidence. I think he'll come in the next year fully healthy, but Montgomery is good enough to stick around and probably limit Swift definitely at least outside of that top 12 range, if not further in fantasy next year. Packers didn't do much. Vikings really didn't do much unless you count Josh Oliver. The Falcons signed Taylor Heineke to a deal worth up to $10 million a year. 
First of all, props to Heineke for getting a payday. Second, this is pretty interesting. They still say they're committed to Desmond Ritter as a starter, but who knows? Maybe we could see Taylor Heineke if Desmond Ritter ends up getting benched. They also picked up Mac Hollins and Johnny Smith. These are more some upside plays, probably not going to do much for fantasy football next year. For the Panthers, they let go with DJ Moore, of course. No more Christian McCaffrey either, but they did get Miles Sanders. He's going to be the top guy in their backfield. I don't like him, though, that much next year. I feel like we've seen how much Miles Sanders gets scripted out of games when his team is losing, and I know he's getting into this situation where he is going to be the top guy, but I think the Panthers are going to lose a lot more than they're going to win next year, especially, I mean, they signed Andy Dalton as well. Maybe he'll compete for some time, but... Panthers is going to lose a lot more than they're going to win next year, and I don't like Miles Sanders. Maybe even he's a back-end RB2 at best for me next year. I think he'll be probably pretty overhyped heading into drafts. Adam Thielen is probably going to be their new wide receiver one, three years, $25 million, and he'll come in, probably get some work. I, th- I think he's still good enough to be a top 36 receiver, top 30 receiver. And then Hayden Hurst actually got paid a good chunk of money. Like he could be a tight end one. Anytime a tight end gets paid seven or $8 million a year, like Hayden Hurst did, you just have to keep an eye on it because he could be pretty good. It's interesting that the Saints are re-signing Jameis Winston, by the way. I don't know if this happened since the last episode, but it of course did happen. And so they also picked up Jamal Williams. Maybe he'll be a goal line vulture for Alvin Kamara. Wherever he goes, Jamal Williams is going to be a goal line vulture, I suppose. They re-signed Michael Thomas, re-signed Juwan Johnson. Talked about those already. For the Bucks, they picked up Baker Mayfield. Baker Buck, maybe taking over for Kyle Trask. Who knows? I think he's not going to be good in this Bucks offense that's lacking a lot of playmakers. So... Either way, don't love the situation for fantasy there, especially, I mean, they also signed Chase Edmonds. Don't think he's going to do much there. He didn't do much last year either. And this Bucks offense is probably going to be pretty anemic without Tom Brady. In the NFC West, the Cardinals signed Zach Paschal, Corey Clement, and David Blau. That's like the most relevant yet not relevant fantasy signing trio I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't think any those are guys are going to change much. Maybe Paschal is going to continue to be a streamer once in a while. Other than that, don't really care. The Rams traded for Hunter Long, a tight end, in exchange for Jalen Ramsey. He's not going to be very relevant, most likely. The Niners, they picked up Sam Darnold. Maybe this is a concern about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance's injuries. Maybe this is insurance. Don't think Sam Darnold's going to be great, but I think the best-case scenario is going to a Kyle Shanahan-led offense. So maybe if he ends up playing, he'll be mediocre. And maybe the 49ers will suffer from debilitating injuries again and need to go back to their third-string QB. And then finally, the Seahawks. They retain most of their guys. Geno Smith came back, as we talked about. Got back Drew Locke as well. That pretty much wraps it all up. That's free agency. Maybe more stuff will have come out by tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be talking about more news next week. I actually forget what episode next week is, but I'm sure I'm going to let you know. It might be a rookie preview. I'm going to check our schedule and get back to you guys on that, but I'm sure it's going to be a great one coming up on Monday. The draft's coming up soon. Free agency is happening. It's a whirlwind, and I'm trying to keep you guys updated because all of these guys are changing teams, and I feel like, I mean, I always, whenever this happens, because I host this podcast, I feel an obligation to, whenever I get a notification, I have to go look and be like, right away, okay, Elijah Moore to the Browns. Say that to myself a couple times just so that I remember because everybody's flying around all at once. It's hard to keep track. I don't actually think I made a mistake with any of the teams on this podcast, which is pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. That's my, that's what I'm trying to do is keep you guys updated and keep myself updated as well. And we're going to have plenty of new storylines heading in to the fantasy season because of all these guys switching teams. So thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Appreciate you bearing with me as that podcast was out late. I'll be back again next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. 
Follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF and at SGF pod. Send questions to secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com. I will see you all next time.